Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast, episode 97. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right and stay until morning. Neverland. Well, hello, Neverlanders. It is I, once again, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. And, of course, i got to remind you to take that pixie out of your pocket and sprinkle some of that pixie dust, grab your happiest thought, and we're going to fly away to Neverland. And we're not flying solo because, once again, Lost Boy Eric Rentlaw has come along with us. Hello, Eric. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Well, I'm hoping it's going great. And if you're not having a great day, you're about to have one because... My goodness, there has been so much going on this week that we've got to go through it. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Oh, I'll tell you. My Facebook feed has been blowing up this week. Yeah, and not There's just so with much people. Happening. Not just with people who oh, are no. Oh, no. taking other sides of, like, the price thing is terrible, and the price thing is, oh, no, look, if you compare it, and, you know, I've been seeing a lot of debate on that all week about the new prices mm-hmm. and the annual passes. You know, I, I don't have to face that just yet, but I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, and since I'm out here in the Midwest, really an annual pass is not really in my future unless I move. So, okay, I'm just worried about ticket prices getting any higher before I get a chance to ever go and visit a Disney park again. Well, you know, uh, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. I Because something crazy could happen, and next thing you know, I'm on my way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Something could happen. Right, I but, do, uh, uh, hmm? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, it is still worth it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the, almost become that once-in-a-lifetime trip for, uh, for I think, a lot of the average Americans, you know. <laughs> but it, it is that once-in-a-lifetime that you'll never forget. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you know what? You've had the experience that I haven't had. I have never been to Florida. I have never been to Disney World. So that's still something that's on my to-do list. And I've never been to Disneyland. So, 
hey, we'll find a way to get you out here one of these days. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be out there for Friends of the Magic at some point. Uh, and, heck, I've even, uh, last time I was talking to Tim and Gary of Saturday Morning Rewind, they say that they that I ought to come down with them. They're, they're planning to go to D23 again, and they say that they will split a hotel room cost if I can get myself there. I'm like, yes, now the only question is how am I going to get myself there? <laughs> Well, you know, we'll find we'll find a way. Yeah, we'll we'll find a way. Uh, but oh, hey, you know what? Did you know that October is our we're having a review drive for iTunes? I did not know that. Yes, what I want people to please do, tell me more. <laughs> what I want people to do is write a review on iTunes. Make sure you copy it. And then paste it on an email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com so I can then know who emailed me uh, or who put up what review. Uh, and then I'm going to select from those emails some prize winners at the end of the month. And I've got some Avengers prizes, uh, a Frozen prize, and a very special only can, the, something you can only get in Marceline, Missouri. You will never find this item anywhere else, I promise you. But from Marceline, Missouri, I have a one-of-a-kind item that you can only get there that somebody will be receiving. And, of course, I will get, you know, addresses and everything from the winners from the emails that you when you send me in what your review says. So make sure you get on iTunes. Uh, there is a link on NeverlandPodcast.com for iTunes. Go in there. Write us a review. Even if you write a review that say, I don't really necessarily like this show, but I keep listening and I don't know why. That's fine. It's a review, you know? <laughs> Make it a five star and say, I don't know why I rated it five stars, but I'm just going to rate you five stars. You know, whatever. You know, as long as I get some reviews, because it's nice to just get some feedback from people. I'm oh, not picky. <laughs> uh, but my goodness, I think it's time we get start diving into some of the things that happened this week with some Disney Park news. This is Gary Gnu, and the no Gnu's is good Gnu show. The only TV Gnu's program guaranteed Mulch, Sweat, and Shears has played their final show here on Saturday, the 10th of October, 2015. They're gone. Goodbye. A lot of people apparently did turn out for this. I never actually got to ever see them, though. You know, and I didn't have a chance to see them either, but I know that our good friends uh, Scott and Tracy over at Disney Indiana were able to record a few of their shows as they've been able to visit in the past. And I do know that you can take a look at uh, episode 169 and episode 116 uh, at the Disney Indiana podcast to get a good idea of the type of music that they uh, shared with their audiences. They rocked. (laughs) We'll just say that. They rocked. (laughs) Dude. Dude, like totally, and uh, it was very, very cool. I really wish I'd have gotten a chance to check them out. But there's, there's a lot of entertainment that goes in and out of those Disney parks so fast. And I mean, unless you can manage to visit every year, you really do end up missing some things, which is kind of sad. But it's nice that new things come in. But it's just sad to watch some of the old things go away. Oh, definitely. I'll tell you, I miss the Billy Hill and the Hillbillies uh, at yep. Disneyland. They were a long-standing part of Disneyland. Fortunately, they are just down the road at Knott's Berry Farm and we got to see them about this time of year last year. They're still really good and they're still available to uh, get out and see but you know with these bands and these groups uh, we get attached to them and they're definitely missed when they're gone. Oh yes but there always always will be some great music in the Disney Park. Oh yes. 
And I, in fact, I, I expect you'll hear a lot more Star Wars music very soon <laughs> in Disney parks. <laughs> Which, okay, I suppose now we should move on to some movie news. Your attention, please. Disney movie news. Yes, okay. yes, big news this week. Oh, yes, uh, especially in this coming week here. Aladdin, the Blu-ray release, and I've mentioned this a few times before, that it was coming in October. Well, I have some specifics. Tuesday, the 13th, the Blu-ray will be in stores. And, oh, this is awesome. Robin Williams outtakes. And you know he's got to have had a ton of them, you know, because he improvs a lot and they let him just go hog wild. There's probably there's probably hours and hours worth of footage that they have of him just riffing on something that they didn't use. Oh, definitely. You know, the uh, first part of Aladdin where the peddler is out there trying to get you to buy his wares. You know, I know that they just put a bunch of stuff on a table in front of Robin Williams and told him, do what you can do. And <laughs> it went for hours, you know, just picking up stuff. And you can tell that in the performance that, you know, he had to have had something right there before him as he was improvising and coming up with these different ideas. But even beyond that, just everything that the genie did, everything, all of the riffs, all of the different jokes, all of the different impressions, you know, there's got to be at least another four or five movies worth of <laughs> uh, stuff that just left on the cutting room floor. Oh, yeah. I, I just wonder how much they were able to include on that Blu-ray. You would probably could have like a whole separate disc of, here's Robin Williams in the recording studio. This is what we didn't use. Oh, definitely. Which, now, that would be an interesting feature if they go and talk to the uh, some of the, the editors and ha- have them talk about the, the process of deciding what to keep and what to move on and say, no, we don't really want to use that one. Or maybe this joke mm-hmm. is a little blue, you know? Well, the genie was blue, so... There you go! <laughs> oh, but, uh, oh my gosh. This this was the other really big news for the week. Uh, and, boy, we had to go and uh, check a lot of places because Variety actually has a date wrong on some of these. But Disney, Pixar, Marvel, we've got a whole list of movies that and some release dates now because there's was, was some changes and even variety has a few dates listed that we don't even know what the movie is yet right so but yeah this was huge this this broke out like on thursday and but basically I, and i'm not really surprised about this but ant-man is gonna get a sequel i know it's a shock right <laughs> a marvel movie getting a sequel yeah especially one was that there was ever such a thing <laughs> Especially one that was this much fun. Uh, it's oh yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. It'll be a you know I couldn't tell. <laughs> I I stumbled over my tongue there. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> you know I couldn't help but notice that we didn't have both the Wasp in that movie. So it'll be good to see what happens uh, from the you know where they take it from this point. Yeah, it was nice to get that tease there at the end with uh, with her getting the costume. Now, I know a lot of people, mm-hmm. though, will probably be upset that there is not a Janet Van Dyne, you know, and they didn't even really give her name. That, that was Janet in the uh, the flashbacks in the movie. But yeah, I mean, we're getting a wasp, and I think it's going to be fun. And this is going to be July 6th of 2018. Yeah, still a few years off, but still something to look forward to. You know, have Definitely. you thought about what these? Have you thought about what these three other movies might be about? Yeah, because there's a section, you know, three untitled Marvel Studios movies will premiere May 1st, 2020, July 10th, 2020, and November 6th, 2020. That's three movies in one year. Yeah. Holy cow. 
Yeah. And and it's coming, uh, what is it, just after uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, isn't it? Uh, you know, I the Infinity War, I think, yeah, I, I think we'll yeah. be just wrapping up. Black Panther is going to be February 16th of 2018, and Captain Marvel will be March 8th, 2019. So, I mean, we'll have had a mm-hmm. lot of new characters. Um, and I'm, and we know that Doctor Strange is coming up real soon, and... Mm-hmm. I believe that's this this no that's that's not this coming 2016 I think it's 2017 might be Doctor right. Strange this year we've got a Captain America Civil War and well you know we might have Doctor Strange this in 2016 as well I can't remember I think a Doctor Strange might be this coming year too well I've been wondering if these movies are are they going to be solo movies for some of our uh, uh, for the other characters like Winter Soldier are we going to get a War Machine movie. Is it going to be a Falcon movie, or are we going to get the Black Widow movie that uh, everyone's been asking for? Yeah, because you could really dive into her checkered past, you know, and have have some interesting things going on there, you know, with her maybe something from her past comes up and she's got to go deal with it now in a, the modern version. So there's so much potential mm-hmm. of different things, uh, and there's so oh, yeah. many I mean, characters that haven't even tapped. Oh yeah, I mean, just think about you know Cloak and Dagger as a movie. Oh yes. The, they haven't done anything with Namor, though that might be with Fox. Um, but heck, uh, you know, look at the Thunderbolts. You know, let's have a movie about Ooh. the bad guys. Ooh, that could be awesome. Have Loki lead the team, and everybody will show up. There you go. There you go. You know, but uh, I do. I think I do know the one character that's not going to to be in that in any of those. And that would be the Man Thing. <laughs> You know, they they may surprise us. <laughs> they, they may. Although, um, you know, I've been seeing one of the other stories around on the web this week is that there is are no plans for a Howard the Duck movie at this time. Who knows? Oh, just wait. Maybe one of those 2020 movies could be. Because they have not could said. Be. They haven't said what these are. And we know that there, you know, we do have some Spider-Man movies coming, although I don't know when the dates for those. So one of those could be one of those. Uh, I think they're going to call them the Spectacular Spider-Man this time around. And we do know that those are coming. We just, I don't think we have a date or any sort of a hint of a date on those yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you're right. There's still a whole universe of characters that they can look at, that they consider that, you know, maybe haven't even been brought brought up or even mentioned yet in the mcu so it'll be interesting to see what happens with these movies coming up though and maybe by then the fantastic four will be released from fox and marvel can make a good fantastic four movie oh we can only hope yep and then maybe we get the silver surfer and maybe the real galactus instead of the scary cloud (laughs) yeah we need to get that guy in purple and a headdress oh heck yeah I think audiences could deal with it being a little over the top. I think so. Because you know, with some of the stuff they've done with Avengers and people just went with it and had fun with it, you you got this. Galactus would go over like 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 everybody would go crazy. I'm, I'm sure of it. Especially the fanboys are going to be screaming and it's going, Galactus! <laughs> well, and, and you know they brought up the idea of Celestials and Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yes, they you know, did. Seeing this huge creature appear there's already, you know, some background for something similar to Galactus. So, you know, yes. hey, you know, hopefully we can get something along those lines if, if the stars align and work out right. And, and hopefully we can, again, get something that does justice to the Fantastic Four and everything related to that part of the Marvel Universe. 
would be fantastic. Because if, if you get back to the Fantastic Four, you can bring back the scrolls and uh, my gosh, so much, so much. I mean, oh, how yeah. would people respond there's, to there's the Watcher? So mm-hmm. Who ought to know? I get giddy with anticipation of what could happen. Disney Infinity is going to get a Captain America, the first Avenger figure. Have you gotten to see the pictures of this figure? Yeah, yeah. It looks an awful lot like Chris Evans. Oh, yes, it does. And he's in the post pretty much from the the, the poster of the, uh, the first Avenger. Although I'd say the costume reminds me a lot more of uh, his Avengers outfit from Age of Ultron. And it's got the little yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's very much a, a movie style Captain America. Uh, now, part of my brain sees this and says, oh, but I already have a Captain America, and I'm pretty happy with it. And it's sort of like the same thing. As, you know, I've got a Sorcerer Mickey, and then now they released a standard Mickey Mouse, and I'm kind of like, I feel like I have Mickey Mouse, and now I've just got a new Mickey Mouse. But they do do a lot of changes, and apparently he's going to have all new powers and, and different uh, animations and stuff like that. So in the end, it'll be worth getting. And, you know, even if it didn't seem completely worth getting, I would probably go get it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're coming in here uh, real soon with the Hulkbuster Iron Man figure. And, of course, it's going to have a whole different power set than the, the Iron Man figure released with Disney Infinity. So, yes. There, there's definitely there, and I think that there's still going to be a couple more figures to be released uh, you know, along the Marvel lines that haven't yet been announced. So, it'll be yeah, interesting I, to see what happens with that. I've seen and with the Ultron figure eventually. Of Marvel Battlegrounds. Oh, yes. and... Uh, Ultron actually is supposed to come out. Really. It's going to be great. An Ultron and the Mount Marvel Battlegrounds in 2016. I believe in March is what I'm hearing, but I am not mm-hmm. 100% certain of that. It's yeah, that's actually you know, the date that I think that I saw as well. So, yeah, uh, and, and it's going to be a brawler. It's going to be uh, a, another fighting game, and uh, hopefully it'll give us a, a, a different other than a new city to fight around in and, and have some opportunity to, to really explore another the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of excitement already, and I think it's coming very soon with uh, uh, the Toy Box Racing type of game. I can't remember what they're calling it, but uh, it seems like with the 3.0, they came up with new ways to have, like, like buying new games, but you're really just buying a disc now, and then you're putting it on there and playing all kinds of new things. So it's really, really, they've stepped up their game, I think, with this 3.0. But I do have one complaint. Oh, yes. Well, I, as per your tip that it was downloadable for twenty dollars on a PS4, I did download it. But I've noticed, you mm-hmm. know, I, I got into my Hall of Heroes, and I was trying to go and you know put all my power discs on and unlock them again in the Hall of Heroes and stuff like that. But I put, uh, you know, the for lack of a better term, well, the Infinity Shape. Uh, you know, all of the environments and land and stuff like that. I put that on there, and it's saying that this is not compatible. Now, I don't know if this has oh, something goodness. to do with the download or if maybe in the disc version it be the same thing that, that suddenly you can't use like the Alice in Wonderland background or anything anymore when you're, you know, or maybe I have to go into a creation mode before I can actually put these in or if they just didn't put it in because they're squeezing in all this other content because you know these, these extra bonus discs that you're buying are actually just unlocking stuff that's already on the, uh, the game disc or whatever. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I worry that they took some stuff out in order to add some things. Well, hey, if anybody out there knows, please let us know. Uh, you can write to us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com or call us and leave a voicemail at 816-226-6492. 
Yep, exactly. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, oh, but there's another bit of game news that really was this week. And I got to take some time to talk about this one. Uh, did you play the old Star Wars Battlefront games? Yeah, I haven't played any of them, to be honest. <gasps> oh, my. Well, let me. I know, I'm hanging you. my head in shame. <laughs> Let me inform you of the awesomeness that was Star Wars Battlefront. Let's see. The first game, and I'm looking at uh, my... I had a I had a version on the PC first. I later did get these on console. Uh, but this first one was in 2004, and it was created by Pandemic, uh, and, of course, with LucasArts. And this, for the first time, you were fighting. It was first. You could go first person, but if you wanted to back away to third person. But this was the first time you were actually able to participate in some of the famous battles from this, the original trilogy of Star Wars. Uh, and, and you were playing as either you could play as rebels or as the uh, the Empire. And it had varieties of different rebel troopers. Like you might have, there's a guy that had a, a rocket launcher. Uh, you had some people that had. You know, their, their primary weapon was a pistol. They were like a, a pilot. So if you were in a vehicle, they would actually be repairing damage to the vehicle uh, as you're, you know, using it. I mean, there but there was different types of rebels you could use, different types of Imperials. You'd have like, you know, they'd have a, a jump pack, you know, that you would jump you up there. And uh, but the the basics of the battle was you'd have these command points. And uh, from the command points, as long as you had reinforcements available, you'd have, you know, maybe both sides would have like 150 troops available to them. Uh, so as long as you had a command post, your reinforcements would generate around that post. And they would there would be, you know, say maybe there's, I don't know, six command posts on a battlefield. Maybe two of them are, start out in Imperial control and two of them start out in Rebel control. Then, of course, everything else is unclaimed. And so you would try to rush to the unclaimed ones as fast as you can. But then you could go try to capture a command post. And by capturing it, you have to stand near it long enough to change it, the symbol over. And it, it took a little while. And uh, as long as you, like like if I'm a rebel and I'm standing near an Imperial command post and I'm trying to take it, as long as there aren't any Imperials around, it would slowly change. But if an Imperial showed up, it would pause the change until I defeated that enemy. Uh, and, you know, because they can still generate out of an Imperial post, they could regenerate right out of the post I'm trying to take. And so it was a challenge, you know, to try to gun them all down before they, you know, stopped you. Uh, but that was kind of the mm -hmm. basics of the game. And, well, you know, say the battle of, you'd have the, the uh, moon there of Yavin where the rebel base was. And so there'd be locations. There was a Hoth location where they'd actually make a command post out of the shield bunker, you know, stuff like that that you could destroy. Oh, wow. Uh, the Adat Walker during the in the Hoth battle was actually a command post, and instead of d capturing it, you would destroy it. You know, stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. And towards the end of the uh, of the first Battlefront, they had a, an upload or a patch, you know, on the PC, which added Jabba's palace. So it was a whole huh. new area to battle. Now the cool thing is, you also did have a story mode that would take you mm -hmm. some events through the movie. Uh, in fact, I believe the first Battlefront did have. Uh, I think episode up through at least episode two, I think was on there. I don't remember that there was environments from episode three, but you did get to fight on Naboo um, and stuff oh. like that. Uh, but you could also do, instead of playing online, you could actually just set up battles of you versus the computer controlling all the other characters. And you would actually have, like, if I'm playing as the Rebels, I would not be the only Rebel Trooper out there. There would be a lot of computer-controlled characters out there fighting on my side. 
So you could work as a huh. team, and you could actually give orders to the computer-controlled ones with with certain commands. You could tell them to, you know, follow me or advance or you know hold back or you know you could you could give different orders. So it was a heck of a lot of fun. It went really well, and so of course they made Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two added space battles, which. Uh, were not as good as I think they could have been. It was really difficult to fly the ships and to pilot them around. But the fun of the space battles to me is I wouldn't worry about fighting ship to ship. You could actually go to the your enemy ship and sabotage it from the inside. You could take out the shields, you could take out the engines, you could take out the weapons. And if you destroyed every little piece of it, you could eventually just destroy the ship from the inside. And that was always hmm, fun. You know that... Uh... You know, speaking of which, that kind of reminds me of one of these new uh, Journey to the Force Awakens novels that uh, came out recently. Check out Lost Stars if you haven't had a chance to read that one yet. I haven't had a chance to read any of those yet. I need to, I need to get some. I heard there's a, a comic series that's going to also be in there bridging the gap as well. Yeah, yeah. That's actually had a second issue that's just come out. But, uh, um, but no, that uh, strategy on Battlefield... Uh, really reminded me of uh, one of the yeah battlefront just <laughs> reminded me of one of the plot points that's in lost stars oh well uh be careful we don't say too much we don't want to spoil it for anyone <laughs> right right okay but so all right the other thing that uh, battlefront 2 added was heroes <laughs> so and it would basically depend upon you know if you're a rebel or imperial side and what mm-hmm. planet you're on uh, say if you're on Naboo and you're the Imperials and your your hero thing pops up you and you're able to play as that hero, you might get Darth Maul. Oh wow! Yeah, so, yeah a lot of cool stuff. Although it was you know on the computer, I thought it was a little difficult to control the lightsaber. It wasn't as easy as like pointing and shooting because when you had a lightsaber, you'd have a pulled back camera in third person, and instead of firing, now you're swinging around a lightsaber, and you're wanting to do like combinations of moves, so it, it didn't flow as well. But you could just devastate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a bunch of troops with uh, like a Jedi character, and uh, you could actually take a lot more damage when you're playing as a hero character. And then, of course, when you were defeated as the hero character, you'd go back to playing as a regular trooper. Uh, the other fun <laughs> feature um, they 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 had a special working with the five o first. So you you're, the storyline that you could play solo in the game followed the five o first from the first battle of the Clone Wars. To some other planets mm-hmm. during the Clone Wars, and then it switched to your instead of playing as just the clone troopers, you were playing as regular stormtroopers, and you actually got to attack the Tantive or Tantive for whatever you want oh, to wow. pronounce it. Yeah, oh, it was so cool. So you got to take the ship, and then you had to find Leia and stuff. You know, it was really cool. And of course, it's still using those command posts. Uh, just mm-hmm. a really great game. I had a lot of fun. And of course, the Jabba's Palace level was adapted over because the console versions weren't able to just suddenly download Jabba's Palace for the first one. But after that, it went out, and it was so much fun. We have waited for years to get a Battlefront Three. So now, oh. finally, it's announced that Lucas Arts, you know, and all the licensing for it has gone to EA Games. EA Games, I think mm-hmm. they do their best work when they're making sports games anymore. They they've done a good job with the Madden, excuse me the Madden series. They've they've really tried hard to carry the new WWE games, but really that first one they did was was they added a bunch of things that and, and made them have to drop a lot of things that we enjoyed about the old WWE games. But that's a whole other different issue. Uh, so when they started doing stuff with Battlefront, we started seeing how the graphics were so realistic and the environments and amazing how it looks. 
then we started hearing, well, wait a minute, there was this other mode called Galactic Conquest that you could actually go and have a full-scale war, and, and, and it was like a strategy game of taking different planets and fighting the Galactic Civil War or the Clone Wars in any fashion you want. And there was like two battle zones on a planet, and you had to do a space battle over the planet in order to eventually conquer that planet and eventually you know win. And that was a great mode in Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Galactic Conquest is not even being mentioned. Suddenly, we're hearing stuff about you can't set up your own battles of you versus a computer. And all this stuff that's suddenly missing, and I, me and my, I tell you what, a couple of my friends that were like WWE game fans, they were really reminiscent of when, with this last one, the EA, when they made their first one, of all the things that EA took out of the old WWE games in order to make it look really good. And they did improve the gameplay a lot. And that's what we're starting to think with, with Battlefront. So now the beta finally oh, came cool. out this week. But it's, mm-hmm. it's not cool to take away things we really liked just to make some things really good. It, that kind of bothers mm-hmm. us a little, you know? Because it's like, but the, the stuff yeah. we like in the old, you, you've got to keep some of it if you can. But anyway, so here's the beta, and I got a chance to try it out. And there's definitely some things to really like about this. They did really, really change a lot. But I got to try out, and I do have videos. If you go to the Neverland Podcast YouTube feed, I was uploading from the PS4. Because you can do that. It's pretty cool. And I did... uh, They have a survival mode. Now, the survival mode, uh, it plunks you down as you are a rebel soldier. You have crash-landed on a planet in the middle of a battle. And I don't know why you're so important. But they're sending Imperial troops down in waves for you to fight by yourself. Or with a friend if you happen to be teamed up with somebody, which is an online feature. Or I don't know if you could actually play with somebody else on your console playing as this other person. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. But some of the waves, you have to take out an at-ST by yourself. Oh, wow. <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> I was ducking behind rocks. And you can see this in the video. It's my first time I tried it. And I did succeed. I died a couple times. But I did eventually succeed in it. But they have you. And if you're partnered with somebody... You are you have a, a set amount of lives. I had like three lives that you would share between you and a partner. Or if you're just by yourself, you just burn your own three lives. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but they do have ways instead of running out of ammunition because the old Battlefront games you could run out of shots and you had to go and find uh, when like you if I killed a stormtrooper, he might drop some ammunition and a health boost. You know things like that. On this one, uh, you you can overheat your gun. You can't really run out of ammo, but you can overheat it, and then you have to hit another button to kind of cool down your gun. And it does slow down, so you do want to watch your fire. Uh, oh, but wow. definitely very realistic in the combat, and it does count if you go like a headshot. Although I made some headshots and it didn't instantaneously kill a stormtrooper, but I guess they are wearing armor. Uh, and I did see quite a variety of different type of stormtroopers that came down. There were snipers and some scout troopers, uh, and, and you know just some neat variety. But the thing is, is with my individual character, I was not given a choice at any time of a different type of rebel soldier. I am a generic rebel soldier, and the only thing that can be different is you have, as you unlock them, you can choose a different primary weapon. You cannot switch weapons in the middle of a battle. You are stuck with that weapon the entire time. Which, unfortunately, I mean, that, the old Battlefront, you had a couple of different weapons you could switch between, like maybe a, a pistol and a rifle, you know. And then you'd always have at least a couple thermal detonators or something like that. How this new Battlefront is, you're, you have just that one gun that you have selected. And then you have, well, they're calling them cards. 
and you have to unlock all of your cards as well. And you can choose a card for like the left button and the right button. And if you have unlocked it, you can put a thermal detonator on one, and you can throw as long as oh, you wow. have that card. You can throw one, and then it uh, it regenerates about every you know like ten fifteen seconds, and then you can throw another thermal mm-hmm. detonator. But you have to unlock that by playing online. So I oh. did, of course, try out the online mode, and yes, it was fun. Uh, it, instead of using command posts, uh, the the online thing that's in the beta, you have these. Um, escape pods or whatever that are are landing on the planet you're on and we were on Solist, which we hear mentioned huh. we hear mentioned in the mm-hmm. trilogy but we never got to see and so it's kind of fun to play on that planet um so it you do not get to choose if you're a rebel or imperial you are Ryan you know you are chosen to be whichever side and it, it attempts to balance this out however the first battle I fought uh it stuck me as an imperial there was like 10 of us on the imperials and two rebels so it's not balancing very well it was a little too hmm. easy, but but you go along and you similar to a campaign post, but you have to go up to these pods and hold down like a, it's the square key on the PlayStation Four, and and then start capturing it. But then you have to defend it for a certain amount of, amount of time, and if if a rebel manages to sneak up where you're not looking, they can actually start a capture with you still standing there. So it's, you know, with where the command posts, if you had a, an, an enemy within range, it would just stop and nobody's progressing. This one is someone can actually change the progress, which is kind of interesting because so you can start a fight and maybe if you worked as a team, everybody can keep the maybe the rebels or your enemies distracted while one of you gets to that escape pod and begins the switchover. So it was interesting. It added a new challenge. Uh, and one thing that I also found very challenging is you might be fighting for a pod or defending a pod. If you get killed... There, you don't. Since there's not command posts for you to spawn from, you are randomly spawned a certain distance away from that pod. And by the time you run back to the pod, it may already be captured by the the opponent. And of course, oh, wow. if it's captured, yeah, it's one point now for that opponent. So you, if you get killed, it really hurts. It could cost you a fight. Because uh, oh, after after ten minutes, whoever's captured the most pods wins. As it really ups the challenge, but it also makes uh, fighting over those pods. We, we you could battle over those pods for a good long time because it could it could just keep going back and forth with people capturing. So it was really kind of exciting. So I did like the way mm-hmm. that plays out. It's it's a lot tougher because if you die, you've got a long way to run back into the battle, and you may run right out into something and not realizing that uh, your enemy has found a good position to blast anybody who comes running in there from the back. Okay, so far though, oh, I have wow. not seen I have not seen any vehicles in this at all. I'm hoping the so uh, are vehicles. So uh, what you're saying is that uh, you know we can't confirm the reports of the rebel fleet massing their solace. Exactly. <laughs> I have not seen a rebel fleet. Now there were some crashed Tie Fighters on the planet that was pretty cool, and I did oh, wow. see a crashed X-wing there as well. Mm-hmm. So you got some nice, nice environments, but I haven't gotten to see any vehicles. Uh, and vehicles were something that were added. Uh, I think, well, maybe the first Battlefront did have some. I think they were mainly in Battlefront Two. Now, the one problem I had with vehicles is when playing online, it, you had a choice between switching friendly fire on or off. There was one time I was playing online, friendly fire was turned on, that I was running, about to jump into a vehicle, and the guy behind me, who was on my side, shot me so he could take the vehicle I was about to get into. Oh. Yeah. So I I actually am not a fan of playing online. 
because mm. people can be real jerks online and not, you know, just have fun. Uh, and you got people who call themselves pwned for life, you know, and stuff like that. That I'm just like, really? You just you just sound like mm. a 13 year old egotist. And I'm just like, I don't really want to play with you. So I'm not a huge fan of playing online, but it can be fun. Especially if you don't have the microphones on, because you have the microphones on, you got some ten-year-old kid who's dropping f-bombs every five seconds, and I've had, I've been in Halo games that were like that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear that, <laughs> you know. So I, the the one thing that worries me is that if you know, if the only thing I can do on my own are these survival missions, but everything else is requiring me to play online. That's going to turn me off. I don't mind playing some stuff online, but I want the ability to create my own battle situations like like the other Battlefront games had. And, you know, because online, the only troopers on the field are players. But, you know, having having mm-hmm. having the computer be able to play as allies or enemies means I can have a larger scale battle mm-hmm. because, of course, you got computer controlling. And that is more fun to me, having a large-scale battle like I had on the old Battlefront games. And if they have lost that ability, that's really going to hurt for those of us who, you know, enjoyed the previous games. So there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of good in this. And I did have fun playing with it, and there's some stuff I haven't played with. There is something about uh, a Hoth battle that I have not messed with yet, which there's some very funny video which we I shared on our Twitter feed and the Facebook page, where somebody was playing as Luke, because there are heroes in this, although I haven't gotten to play as any heroes yet, but somebody is playing as Luke as a computer opponent, and this one guy is like a snow trooper, and he's shooting this Luke that he can't hit him, and then Luke finally gets up close enough, and an at-at steps on Luke. And it's oh, no. funny. It's a great video. I wish there was a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah! Yep. That would have been fantastic, but it's a very funny video, so I've gotten <laughs> to look at what it's supposed to be like. But oh, one thing that was notably missing, though, from this game, although you do occasionally hear a familiar John Williams tune, it seems most of the music is original, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I would like to hear more John Williams music. But perhaps some of the music I was hearing was something from The Force Awakens that I just don't recognize yet. So it's possibly John Williams music. But I don't know. Okay, excellent. So overall, with the, the new Star Wars Battlefront, from what we know from the beta, I, I give it a, you know, a, I, I don't call it a must-play. But if you're a Star Wars fan, I think you're going to have some fun with it. Although, but, but if you have played the previous Battlefront 1 and 2, you might be disappointed that some features have been taken away. But other than that, the environments were great. Uh, it, it's different with some of the voices you hear, because uh, there are... When you're when you're fighting as the Imperials, you're and or as the Rebels, you're getting communications going around that are computer controlled, and you sometimes have a woman's voice now, because the previous game huh. you might hear just the Imperial. You have a proper British sounding authoritative voice that's always mm-hmm. giving you updates on the, what's going on in the battle, and now it could be a woman, and it goes back and forth, so it's not necessarily always the same voice that's telling you Darth Vader will not be pleased with your failure and stuff like that. Uh, so that was kind of neat. It kind of mixed things up and. So I really enjoyed it, and I am hopeful to see when, it, the, although the game is released in November, it will be before The Force Awakens comes out, but, you know, a few updates, a few, you know, extra downloads, and we might see some environments from The Force Awakens other than just, like, we already know Jakku is going to be a playable planet. Right. So, but maybe there'll be some other planets that will be added in, and maybe maybe they'll have some downloadable extra heroes. Maybe you'll be able to play as Kylo Ren, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, this been, I think well, you know, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get. 
Oh, well, it sounds like it. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll get some of those environments like that uh, wintry forest that Kylo Ren and Finn are mm-hmm. in. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll get, uh, uh, you know, a bit more of the universe. Yeah, so definitely, if you're a Star Wars fan, you got to check this out. Oh, and speaking of well, being a Star Wars fan, yeah. uh, did you see these images that Hasbro released? They have Oh, yes, yeah, so the new figures. Yes, an older Han Solo figure as seen in that end of that last trailer with the Chewie, we're home. And it looks just like Harrison Ford. It, it's amazing. The, the, oh, this yeah. is the Black Series sculpt, so of course it's going to be good. But mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> Let me just say, wow. Even the details on his jacket, and oh my goodness. It's you know, just as really long cool. as there's not a, a, you know, like I said, just as long as there's not a lay in a bikini. Uh, outfit to get people upset over. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that could be a problem. Apparently, I don't know, and I, I don't really want to see Han Solo in a bikini. So um, I, I look, no, not even do the I. Jacket. Or no, actually, Chewbacca in a bikini could be hilarious. So I would actually want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he runs around naked pretty much anyway, so putting him in clothes would just be funny. <laughs> uh. And then, end of comment. <laughs> <laughs> In other Star Wars news, though, John Williams is going to receive an AFI Life Achievement Award. Uh, there's going to be a, a big gala on June 9th, 2016. Now, I think the AFI Awards, they usually they broadcast these on like Kansas City Public Television around here. So I would keep an eye out on whatever your PBS station is that, that might show it on television so we can watch this and I'm sure there'll be some great performances of some of his music uh, there actually was something on public television uh, I guess it was last month there was something my wife and I were watching where they uh, they did a big tribute to John Williams music and John Williams was actually there to view where they were playing music from all kinds of you know John Williams conducted movies and then John Williams stepped up to the stage and conducted the Imperial March himself oh wow Chills, man. Chills. Oh, oh I'll bet. <laughs> so I'm hoping for some moments like that, but that's June 9th, 2016. That's all I know. It's a long way off. But keep it in mind, it is coming. All right. But oh my gosh, there's still, we haven't even talked about everything. Because we, you know, the list of Disney movies, we forgot to mention. Uh, of course, there's uh, summer of 2017 will be Pixar's Cars 3. And also in 2019, mm-hmm. is the, when The Incredibles 2 is coming. Disney has moved Toy Story 4 back a year from June 16th to June 15th of 2018. You know, take all the time you want on, you know, making sure that that Toy Story 4 movie is perfect. Yes. That's all I got to say to Pixar. You really got to step up huge on that one. Uh, But there's also uh, Coco uh, is going to come on November 22nd of 2017. Yeah, this one looks interesting. Um, Now, is that the one that is the Day of the Dead? Yeah, Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, probably messed that up horribly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, other than the look of it, that's about all we know. The look of it is it looks really cool. Uh, and then mm-hmm. also, Gigantic is going to come March 9th of twenty eighteen, and this is the upcoming uh, different sort of uh, you know uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. It's a re- reinterpretation uh, where there's going to be a female giant that's about Jack's age, and they're going to be friends and. Who knows, maybe romantically involved even. I don't know. 
So, you know, of course, it's going to be a different version. And, of course, continuing the new trend that Disney has of taking fairy tales of whatnot and giving it a single word description adjective to be a title. I don't know why they started like frozen? the trend. Or Tangled. Or Enchanted. It seems to be the trend that they're following now. So uh, I guess they're going to well, keep going you know, with it. But- well, it's not the first time that they had a trend. You got to remember they had the Great Mouse Detective, the Little Mermaid. Um, there were a whole series of movies where uh, you know the title was exactly what it was and wasn't any more descriptive than that. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I understand where you're coming from with this. Uh, you know, the single one word titles. It, it all has to do with marketing and the audience that they're trying to get. But come on, let's be a little bit more descriptive. Yeah, let's give better titles. But of course, I guess they just don't want to use the fairy tale name. They want to. They, I guess, by giving it a single word title, kind of signifies that they're going to Disney this up more than usual to make it a completely it separate thing. <laughs> Oi, yeah, that's all we need is hip. <laughs> There is another one-word title movie coming out from Disney real soon, and that is Moana. Yes, and we have no idea what that word means. <laughs> well, and uh, I, I thought that that was the name of the uh, uh, Polynesian princess that the movie is about. And it just announced the uh, voice actress that's going to be uh, portraying that character. And I know that it's also been known for quite some time that... Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, is also voicing a character in that movie. Maui the Demigod. There you go. Now, when I think of Maui and Disney, I I actually think of the uh, Tiki Room Garden just outside of the Enchanted Tiki Room. So uh, it'll be interesting to see this interpretation to see how this goes. Yeah, and... uh... I'm not sure how far off this is now because if they're if they're just now announcing the voice casting, I, I I would have thought that they've already recorded the voices and they they're because they animate around the voices. So I'm, I was thinking maybe they've already recorded, right. but they just want to announce now. Oh, by the way, here's the actress for this. Yeah, yeah, just part of the publicity and getting people ready for it. Uh, yeah. They did release a, a new still from the movie as well, showing both of the characters. So, yes. Uh, again, it's Disney Animation. Uh, We'll have to see just how it turns out. Yeah, I, I like the character design. It's it's kind of different. They look almost like Disney Infinity figures. They just they have that design. They just when I looked at them, I, I just saw them already on Disney Infinity. I was like, you don't even have to change them. You just poof, there they are. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually still have a little bit more Star Wars news. There is okay, going what's to up? be. Th- this came out with the New York Comic Con. Joe Casada had a cup of mm-hmm. Joe panel. And Saturday afternoon, he, re- he announced a Star Wars Obi-Wan and Anakin comic book. Yeah, Obi-Wan and his Padawan, Anakin Skywalker. Yes, it's taking place. And here's the official synopsis they have. It says, before their military heroism in the Clone Wars, before their tragic battle on Mustafar, and many decades before their final confrontation on the Death Star, they were Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and his Padawan learner, Anakin Skywalker. It's been a few years since Obi-Wan pledged to train the young Chosen One, but even as they have grown closer through training, it has been a difficult road. Now, called to a remote planet for assistance, Master and Padawan may be pushed to the breaking point. Writer Charles Soule, who's written Lando, She-Hulk, and Daredevil, and artist Marco Cicchetto, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering his name, it could be Cicchetto, uh, he's worked on Star Wars Shattered Empire, worked on Avengers World and Punisher, bring us a tale of the Jedi at the height of their power. 
Uh, so this has been now. I didn't get to see the Lando comics. I really wanted to get them, and I've seen them in shops here because I've kind of looked around. But I can't find issue number one, and I'll probably just have to wait for a trade paperback. Uh, I completely missed it because I was running broke. But I hear the Lando was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In fact, pretty much all of the Marvel Star Wars books have really been good. I know there's been some controversy over the uh, history of one of the main characters in the main Star Wars title, but for the most part, <laughs> yeah. uh, they've Solo had a been, wife. <laughs> you know, I've been impressed with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and <laughs> and we're still trying to figure out. And even in the most recent issue, Han Solo is. I'm not married. We're not married. I don't know why you're saying we're married. We're not married. I assure you, Leia, we're not married. <laughs> I haven't gotten to read them yet. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get caught back up. I've got a I miss. I've got a gap from like I think issue three is the last one I had before, and then I managed to find issue seven, and so I'm missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know how that first storyline ended up, unfortunately. So there, but I hear the trade paperback has been released. So I will be tracking mm-hmm. that down. Also, well, the Dark Vader trade paperback, paperback apparently is coming soon. Yeah, and that has been fantastic, you know. And and in addition to those titles, they've had one following Kanan from Star Wars Rebels, uh, Ooh, basically yes. how he survived uh, Order sixty six, uh, and and you know managed to escape from the Imperials. Um, and of course, they've also had a, a Princess Leia series that's been out talking about how she was trying to help the other uh, survivors of Alderaan try to come together. Uh, mm-hmm. We know coming up that there is going to be an issue about uh, C-3PO and the changes that we see affecting <coughs> him uh, coming into The Force Awakens. And there's also a Journey to the Force Awakens book as well, which so far has introduced the parents of at least one of the characters that's going to be in The Force Awakens. It picks up right at the end of the Battle of Endor. Wow. I, I got to jump on this stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, it's good goodness. stuff. It's good. And you know, speaking and, of comics, um, Figment 2 came out, and I missed it in September. I'm hoping I can still find oh, it. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. You know, you know, it, it shouldn't be too hard to find because, it, again, it just came out last month. But, you know, it, the the cover kind of gives it away. Uh, the the first series had uh, Dreamfinder and Figment uh, in, like, the late 1800s in a very steampunky uh, atmosphere. Yeah, very uh, Victorian. This most recent uh, mm-hmm. series, Figment 2, uh, you ends up – yeah, yeah, very much so. In this series, um, there's a large geodesic dome. And uh, something that looks an awful lot like an Institute of Imagination set in Central Florida. Oh, I think we uh, you suddenly disappeared. Uh-oh. Those things before. I think most of what you said just disappeared. It, it like, went silent oh, for a no. second. Oh, no. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and start off at the top then again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with Figment 2... Uh, well, it started off, the, the original uh, first six issues were set in uh, Victorian England uh, as a background area. It went all sorts of places from there. But right. it was still set in a, a background, uh, steampunky and Victorian era. With yeah. Figment 2, current series, you've got a large geodesic dome and an Institute of Imagination that's set in central Florida that Figment and Dreamfinder happened to come across. Well, it looks an awful lot like a geodesic dome in an Institute of Imagination found near some uh, place called Orlando, I think. <laughs> that kind of looks a little familiar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, little, definitely. Little, um, they're they're well, tying in the ar- <laughs> yeah. Well, they're tying in the architecture of Epcot to it. <laughs> yeah, it's different uh, something different, but uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I gotta, I gotta check because the the shop I was in the other day didn't have it, but they told me it came out because I was coming in asking about it, and they said in September is when it was released. But uh, the, the second issue is due out, I think, this coming week. So I'll definitely go check in to try to find it and see if I can find the first issue of part two. Oh, but there's something else you gotta oh, check into. Uh, on yeah, you know the significance of October twenty first, twenty fifteen, right? Oh, yes, I do. Now, I just need to get my uh, powered Nikes. I need to get my self-drying clothing. And I need to get my great big bundles of uh, laser discs that need to be thrown out. <laughs> yes. And and where are those other, what, we're, we're short like 15 Jaws movies for Jaws 19? Well, you know, hey, <laughs> our friends over at Techno Retro Dads have been working on that. Yes, they have. And it's all over on their Facebook page. They when they get new ones, they like to show it. Of course, Universal actually did release kind of a joke thing uh, of, of, yes. of all these different Jaws movies. Did you see that? That was so funny. Uh, was, I did. I did. But yes, yeah, so the the date, the Back to the Future two, the date in the future that that Marty and Doc Brown came to was ten twenty one fifteen, and to celebrate that. There's going to be a Back to the Future comic book from IDW, and it will release because that's a Wednesday, so that's comic book day. It, that's when it's coming mm-hmm. out in your comic shops. A Back to the Future comic, so and the- it's actually written by um, Bob Gale, who was a creator and screenwriter on the Back to the Future series with Robert Zemeckis. Right, right. Well, you know, it was Bob Gale who had the idea to begin with. Would I be a friend with my dad in high school? You know, it all sparked <laughs> from that idea. So it's great to see that he's the one that's working on this and putting this together. And, you know, between him and Robert Zemeckis, they're really the two people who are responsible for uh, anything that comes out uh, related to Back to the Future. So it's great to see that he's involved with us. Yeah, and I have no idea what to expect. I mean, this this could be similar to, and I completely missed the animated series, but I hear the first season at least was really good. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to tie into that where it might have a little bit of Doc Brown and having some adventures with Jules and Vern. Uh, it could be that they might pick up in the modern time from 2015 and maybe we'll see something with Marty's kids. You know, who knows? I have no idea what to expect. And I really don't want to dig in too far because I don't want to ruin it. But I, I definitely got to take a look at this thing. Exactly. Exactly. I'm looking forward to it, too. Should be very exciting. And one more piece of news that we got to mention. There's a photo Mm -hmm. that popped up uh, on Reddit, and it shows Mark Hamill and an anonymous crew member, and he's holding a a copy of Killing Joke, which, you know, so it's a Joker book, basically. And so he's there with Mark Hamill, obviously, because, oh, look, you were the voice of the Joker. But they're on the set of The Flash. And it seems to be inside. Yeah, it seems to be inside uh, the set there, and there's drawings of uh, the Flash being killed in multiple ways, in like crayon drawings all over the back of the prison. And it looks like the Trickster then will be back for the second season at some point in the Flash. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely a, of a great, fantastic season. That was definitely my favorite episode of the first season of the Flash. So very excited oh, yeah. about this. But to well, my we'll goodness, see what happens with it. My goodness, that was a load of news, and that pretty much took up our entire show. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, pending any shout-outs, I, I do want to remind everybody to get on iTunes and put in those reviews and make sure you copy and paste that review before you submit it to iTunes. Uh, copy and paste it in an email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com so I know that it was you who posted that email so I can enter you into our contest to receive one of these prizes at the end of the month. Okay, um, I think that's the main bits of things I need to make sure you Neverlanders remember. The rest of it, of course, we have our typical computer voice that Heather still really wants to replace, but I like my computer voice. <laughs> it works really well. So hey, uh, it until, does what it needs to. It does what it does, and I know the timing of it to where I, when I edit my music in, it works. <laughs> Uh, so make sure you send us some email, give us some phone calls, and hey, keep a pixie in your pocket because you have to keep that young at heart, good attitude with you if you're going to sherry some sherry. If you're going to sherry some of that pixie dust with others, <laughs> you know you got to have some for yourself. Oh, and by the way, go to the website and make sure you join the Neverlanders. And by that, of course, I'm talking about for you boys, you can join us and become an official Lost Boy, and you ladies can become an official Pixie. Now, why don't we have Lost Girls? That is because girls are much too clever. They just don't get lost. But we they need don't. some clever we need some clever Pixies, though, as Pixies bring a lot of magic to us, so we really like Pixies. And we really like you ladies out there. So we're glad you're listening. And make sure you come join us and become Neverlanders. Oh, and make sure you're <laughs> keeping up on the news.neverlandpodcast.com because, my goodness, Lost Boy Tricky Rick, he is just writing up a storm, reviewing all kinds of different uh, television shows, Geek TV, uh, writing really great reviews of Doctor Who. He's been, he's, and now with Flash and Arrow starting this week, and I know they're not Disney, but. Uh, we'd like to cover those too. He's given so many great little Easter eggs and insights into the characters because he's a big DC Comics fan. And so I'm learning so much from reading his articles. So definitely go check it out. Uh, and if you're not a, flan- a fan of the Flash or Arrow TV series, start watching. Well, I-, I think you would enjoy it, you know. And also, we've got reviews of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been a fantastic season. Uh, I'm working actually, my cousin, I think, is going to start writing some reviews for Once Upon a Time. I actually don't watch that show. I try to get into it. I keep trying. I just can't get into the series. It's not working for me. But I have somebody who's going to write some reviews. And I mean, there's just so much TV out there, and we're doing a lot of television reviews. Also, when new comics come out, we'll have articles up there. Make sure you're looking at that website. We're trying to get as much information and fun stuff on there as we possibly can. And if you are interested in writing for us for the Neverland page, shoot me an email. Let me know you're interested because I'll take you on as a writer. We have a lot of fun. It's like a community thing. It's it's great when we all come together and share our love and passion for this, and which we'll do next week as we have even more fun here at the Neverland Podcast. So until then, bye-bye and God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on twitter.com slash neverlandpcast and facebook.com slash neverlandpodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright glue band productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. <laughs> <laughs>